Hello, everyone. This is Stephen Strang, and welcome to my God, Trump, and the 2020 election podcast for Friday, September 25th, only 39 days before the most important election of our lifetime. And I am recording these podcasts every single day and posting them as my way to try to let people know why it's so important, why Donald Trump must win and what's at stake for Christians if he loses. I also wrote about this in my sequel, God, Trump, and COVID-19, which I wrote in three weeks in the month of April about how the pandemic is affecting Christians, the world, and America's 2020 election. And both of these books, in fact, all of my books are available at stevestrangbooks.com if you want to check them out. You know, there are many issues in this election, many. There's many reasons to vote for Donald Trump. There are many reasons not to vote for Joe Biden. You know, I can't go over everything in every podcast. I'm dealing with them. But I believe that one of the most important reasons to vote for Donald Trump is because he is a real leader. Now, I've lived long enough to have seen some weak leaders in the White House, some very weak leaders. And I'm not here to discuss that, but Jimmy Carter comes to mind. He was probably the weakest. I personally believe that Barack Obama was weak, as well as, you know, Bill Clinton in many ways. Um, I could just go right down the line. uh, Gerald Ford was not a real strong leader. And Joe Biden would be a very, very weak leader. But of all these people, and we've had some good presidents too, even in my lifetime. General Dwight Eisenhower, who was president when I was a little boy, was a strong leader. Ronald Reagan really helped shift things because the nation was going in, in the very wrong direction, much like what we're seeing today. And when Donald Trump ran for office. We didn't know how he would rule because he'd been a Democrat and now he was a Republican. He'd been a businessman. He never held elective office of any kind. Of course, we had a number of presidents who never had elective office who are generals, uh, starting with uh, General George Washington, of course, and then later Andrew Jackson, William Henry Harrison, who actually died in office uh, only a couple of months after being sworn in. Later, Ulysses S. Grant, the great general from the Civil War, and in my own lifetime, uh, Dwight Eisenhower. But Donald Trump was not even that. Nonetheless, he is a strong, strong leader. And I think that he has exceeded expectations in almost every single way that we would uh, measure them. And so in my books that I've written about, you know, I've talked about what a strong leader he's been. He stood up to the radical left. He has supported traditional values such as life for the unborn. In many ways, he has exposed the evil of the entrenched bureaucracy that we now call the deep state. The Democrats and their allies in the press have opposed him at every turn, including a two-year Mueller investigation on Russian collusion, which turned up absolutely no wrongdoing. And then they tried to impeach him without any real crimes. They just said that he misused his power. Uh, Meanwhile, under his dynamic leadership, the economy has boomed. He has done everything he can to try to make America great again by actually keeping his promises. He has cut onerous regulations that stifle business. He looks out for the little guy. 
But now due to COVID-19, we have faced a major dip in the economy. But one thing has not changed. Donald Trump is a leader. And at this point in American history, we need a leader who can get private enterprise and government and even the Democrats to work together through this crisis and to find a vaccine. To me, Donald Trump has been a real leader. No president since Woodrow Wilson has had to deal with the pandemic. And of course, the situations back then was very, very different. Certainly no one in our lifetime. And it is a crisis. But remember, there was a crisis when Iran kidnapped the, uh, you know, our, the people in our American embassy there in Tehran. But remember how feckless he was? He didn't know what to do. He you know, he sent in some military and their, their helicopter crashed in the desert. I mean, it was, it was humiliating. Interesting to note that when we elected a strong leader, Ronald Reagan, that the hostages were released the same day that Ronald Reagan was sworn in because the Iranians had no idea what Reagan would do. So that just shows that when we have a strong leader, especially a strong leader with the right kind of values, of course, in a way that goes without saying, we certainly don't want a strong leader who's a despot, that's for sure. George W. Bush didn't seem to really know how to deal with Al-Qaeda. Uh, Osama bin Laden wasn't even captured until after he was out of office. But in contrast, Donald Trump quickly closed travel from China and later from Europe, even though liberals, including Joe Biden, were accusing him of overreaching and being xenophobic. Not only Biden, but also Bernie Sanders publicly said they would have left the borders open. Others went so far as to label the president a racist, once again for singling out China. The mainstream media, in soundbite after soundbite, mocked his decision to be cautious, labeling it extreme. However, before long, most countries were closing their borders. And it was interesting that even our southern border, which has been so porous, was all so closed due COVID-19. In my book, God Trump in the 2020 Elections, I have an entire chapter on promises made, promises kept. And here are a few of his major accomplishments, many of which were detailed in that chapter, and for which all Americans should be grateful. Number one, he secured the borders and our ports of entry. Number two, he has been proactive in taking key precautions in the early stages of COVID-19 outbreak, despite criticism from the left. Number three, diversifying our supply chain and emphasizing to U.S. companies the need to look to countries other than China to fulfill our manufacturing needs. He's also renegotiated the trade deals to make them level and to protect our U.S. financial interests. Next, he deregulated key segments of the U.S. manufacturing and farming sectors. In fact, in my book, I quote Matt Crouch, who is the son of the founder, Paul Crouch, Sr., who is a friend and mentor of mine. And Matt is a friend, a longtime friend, of course. And he told me that Donald Trump deregulated broadcasting the extent that the FCC had made some regulations going all the way back to the 30s when everything had to go through a, a line 
from a studio right to the tower, and the studios had to be at the foot of the tower. And those regulations stayed until today. In fact, I've been on a couple of Christian stations, and I wondered why in the world were there studios kind of in the middle of nowhere right next to the tower? Well, that's the reason. You know, I don't, in fact, somebody did explain it to me, but, you know, I haven't studied the FCC, but, you know, it was archaic, especially in the day of cable, where they don't even really have studios next to the, in fact, there aren't towers. And so Donald Trump did away with that. And the reason I mention it is that it's an example of the regulations that he sliced that cost so much money. If I remember correctly, and, and this is all documented in the book, Matt said that TBN would save $25 million a year. Now, in the bigger scheme of things, with all the billions and trillions of dollars in the economy, that's pretty small. But for an organization like TBN, $25 million can be spent for other things such as ministry purposes, which is getting the gospel out around the world. Now, of course, Donald Trump nor the U.S. government did that in order to help spread the gospel. It's just that when you take the regulations from the government off, Americans, whether in their private sector or in the non-for-profit sector, they can do better what they're meant to do. And in the case of TBN and other ministries like it, they want to spread the gospel around the world. So I just thought that was a very interesting point that I wanted to make in that book. Now let me say, as I say every day, that my book, God Trump in the 2020 Election, and also the little sequel, God Trump and COVID-19, are both available at my own website, stevestrangbooks.com. Of course, they're available many other websites and many, many stores. Both books have ended up on the bestseller list, I'm glad to say. They have been among the most successful books that we've published this year, and you probably know that I'm a publisher, but I felt that this message was so important that I decided I should write it myself, calling on you know my own journalistic background. But over the years, I've gotten away from that more and more and become more and more of an executive. But I just felt this was so important. I had a burning desire. So I wrote these books because of the message, not because of the money. You know, many authors write the book because it's an, it's an opportunity for them to you know, get out whatever they believe is important, but it's also a way for them to make more money. Both of these books have done very well. So my motivation is to get this out, and I need your help. I need you to go there, buy the book, buy a copy to give to a friend. In fact, both books are really an apologetic for why to vote for Donald Trump. Of course, you can also get my previous books, which were Trump Aftershock, in which I list, there's a whole appendix that listed the 500 promises that he kept in just the first two years of office, and of course, many more since then. And then the original, which is God and Donald Trump, which is really about the miracle of how God raised up this unlikely businessman to be president and how certain Christian prophets actually prophesied it. And in God Trump in 2020 election, several of them also have prophesied that he would be elected a second time. You can check it out. It's all there. I document it with footnotes. I'm very specific in what's said. I think that's important. And if you're a Christian trying to follow what God is doing, I believe that it's important that you hear what these Christian leaders have to say. And if you're not a believer in Jesus, uh, there's no time like now to accept Jesus as your 
Lord and Savior. Of course, my purpose here is not to proselytize, but as a Christian, I just wanted to say that. But I believe that it will cause you to maybe think, is there something bigger? Is it spiritual? Is God up to something? Does God have a plan and purpose for America? Is there a spiritual aspect to that? Or is it just, you know, the narrative that we hear from the secular media and the secular culture, many of whom are trying to drown out the Christian voice from the marketplace and from our culture entirely. And one election is not going to change all that, but one election will slow it down. Because I really believe that if Donald Trump loses, that the left will get back at Christians with a vengeance. We've already seen what's happened with shutting down churches and considering them non-essential. And in every single instance, it's been by a governor or in some cases a mayor from an area that was heavily, heavily Democratic, who voted in these people that I consider to be extremists, who've been all too quick to take away our religious freedoms. And to me, that is the single most important reason to vote for Donald Trump. But there are many others, including life, supporting life for the unborn and many other issues that I've touched on. And when I start touching on one, I feel like I'm obligated to list all of them. But you can go to my other podcast on God Trump 2020 election. We're already up to about 800,000 downloads, believe it or not. I've had some very, very popular podcasts, and now I'm counting down the days to the election. Today, we're down to 39 days before the most important election of our lifetime. I'll be doing a story on this on Charisma News. You may want to check it out. I'll send it out as my newsletter. And in every instance, I invite people to go to stevestrangbooks.com. Don't forget to do that to get your own copy of these very important books. Thank you for listening today. Tune in again Monday as we continue to count down the days to the election. God bless you. 